listening to Reality by Rhea and this is the second episode of a Candid Student Talk. In this episode I have invited over a super talented 17 year old American high school girl student. She is also an upcoming student to an Ivy League university, Harvard University. So without wasting time, let's welcome Daniela Andrade. Hello Daniela, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Thank you for inviting me today. Thank you so much for joining us. So, Daniela and I will be talking about her journey and how did she get into Harvard. So, Daniela, my first question would be that um what are the challenges um faced by STEM students? Well, obviously I think one big um challenge for STEM students, especially STEM students of minority backgrounds or woman in general is just the lack of representation you know that somebody doesn't look like you like recently i was watching a ted talk and then i watched a video um a short video about google and nasa working together um about artificial intelligence within nasa and every single person in that video that worked um for nasa and google was a white male and I definitely feel like we need more accurate representation in order to build the leaders that our society needs because as of right now artificial intelligence is a growing field that is growing at a pace faster than we can ever imagine. And when we get to the point where artificial intelligence is ubiquitous with everyday life, artificial intelligence will be bigger than the internet. It'll be huge. But the unfortunate part is that artificial intelligence is primarily created and these algorithms are created by a small group of people which are predominantly middle-aged white men. So these middle-aged white men are creating softwares and technology that the entire world will be using. Will these technologies be, you know, custom and good for certain groups of ethnic or racial groups of people since they're not created or represented in these fields i really we would time would tell but i really don't think so so i definitely feel like a challenge that is faced by sensitive is just lack of representation and just seeing someone who looks like you and being able to bring you up he's as of right now there's there's really no woman like in the in these fields like for example um although women earn approximately 50% of science and engineering degrees they make up only a mere 22% of artificial intelligence professionals globally and as ai becomes more useful in everyday life we need to close the gender gap in ai and data science and this has never become more urgent than before and covid-19 has also been estimated to put back the progress of women's equality by at least 5 years. So I definitely feel like we have a lot of obstacles in sense especially being a female in STEM and I definitely feel like there's definitely a large groups of organizations trying to unite women such as women in tech and teams in artificial intelligence but we definitely need to find a way to create outreach programs to grab our youth and to inspire our youth to show that they are capable and they are not only capable but they are essential for the world and for society to coexist with artificial intelligence and technology expansion in the future like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store since we are talking about uh, the male female ratio in stem uh, what could be the possible uh, reasons that it is skewed in favor of a uh, males i definitely feel like 
you know, men are in favor just because a lot of time in these parts of careers, nobody really talks about it, but this is a big um, conflict women have to face, you know, your career or having, or being a mother, you know? You really can't do both in the sense that it's very rare to see a woman excel in their career and be the mother that they want to be to their children. So I definitely feel like with AI professionals and STEM professionals, it's difficult for women to balance because there's always that societal stigma and stereotype that women have to be this and that, and that I definitely feel like it catches up to Woman. And I definitely feel like also that a large majority of men are just going to this, into these fields and women are intimidated, you know, because, you know, the professors are men, you know, their bosses are men, you know, like the leaders of these fields are men. And I feel like this is so prevalent. I feel like it's not because women are not capable. It's definitely not because of that. It's because of lack of representation and not giving women the opportunity to rise to the occasion. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. And uh, what was your motivation behind becoming a STEM advocate? Well, I always found myself being very interested in STEM. For example, I was always, I participated in my school science fair in middle school. I won many science competitions. I went to the New York State Science Congress and presented my research. Same thing throughout high school. I participated in the Brown University program under the Dean Scholarship. But I was very STEM oriented, but besides and simultaneously, I was also very interested in law and in, you know, public speaking, debating. Like I found myself joining like the Model Congress Club in my school, the debate team, the newspaper, just all these things, just creating awareness and spreading my opinion, you know? And I definitely feel like it wasn't until I, I was accepted into the MIT Online Science, Technology and Engineering Community Program, which is a six month online program hosted by MIT, that it was until then that I took a course and I realized that STEM and like social advocacy can be intersected together, you know? And I didn't really know that. I didn't really experience that until I took a program course called Mapping Justice, where we realized how data science, how we can make data science like understandable in relationship to challenges in communities. For example, COVID-19, most commonly, we have all this data coming from all different sources about the virus. How a, a challenge that we would take for that in that course would be, how can we take this data and interpret it and break it down for the public to understand in a social advocate type of way? And I did a, a project on charter schools and there's just so many intersections between STEM and social advocacy that I've just been so interested in pursuing. And as soon as I took that course in the MIT program, I've just been reaching out, trying to find other courses. For example, I'm interning at this company called Teens and Artificial Intelligence based in the UK. And through this program, not only are we educating teens and children about artificial intelligence, machine learning, and data science, yet we are also attempting to close the gender gap. We're attempting to move forward and be leaders of this cause of trying to bring more girls involved in artificial intelligence. And that's what I love, the mission of Teens in AI, because we really are trying to create inclusivity, diversity among race, gender, socioeconomic status, sexuality, because everyone needs a place in the table. And I definitely feel like 
this the time hasn't come can't come any sooner and i definitely believe that i'm very grateful that i'm at the forefront of this movement with the several organizations that i've been working with and i definitely feel like we need more people participating i definitely feel like more women need to participate more girls and women need to support women at a time like this well i'm not going to lie i'm really inspired by your ideas like this sochcast tune in for more with the sochcast app from the google play store my next question would be what is the one change that you would like to bring in the stem program a major change a media change a major a major okay well now there's several changes i want to make but i definitely feel one major change that i want to do is i feel like what's a, a um a school or a program or an organization needs to be created or a charter school or whatever type of organization needs to be created where we could you know target areas of low representation what do i mean by low representation i mean low income students minority black brown hispanic students first generation college application students kids that come from underprivileged and underserved backgrounds that are not represented in medicine in stem in technology in artificial intelligence and we need to target these students because they need to get involved you know they don't know how to get involved because they don't have leaders in these fields surrounding their communities so we really need to create an organization that targets these communities in order to get these children while they're young and get them interested you know not forcing them to get involved in technology but spreading awareness about what the opportunities technology and stem could bring to these communities because i'm telling you right now if we did this in every single state and every single underprivileged community we'd live in a different place and a different world and a different society because we'd have everyone inclusive and part of the table and everyone's ideas a part and contributing to the conversation which i feel like as of right now it's not really happening but i know that most groups are trying to make an effort to make it happen Uh, yeah, I agree with you that inclusiveness is an important component in any industry or in any field, for that matter. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. So my next question uh, would be that: uh, Do you think that uh, school give uh, enough importance to instill STEM education in students? Unfortunately, as much as I want to say yes, it it really depends on the education you get. I know that I live currently on the outskirts of New York City, and which is technically Long Island. And in New York City, there's certain specialized high schools, such as a high school specialized in science, a high school specialized in engineering. So students that go there get the amount of preparation they need to excel in their careers in STEM and engineering in the future. But unfortunately. at least for my public education it's not like that whatsoever we definitely in my school we definitely do have advanced placement science courses and stuff like that but they are not necessarily prioritized they're not necessarily um spreading awareness or you know um involving many students it's very much as if you want to take it take it but nobody's really pushing or spreading awareness about these classes and i definitely feel like Like for example, a computer science class in my school only has about 3 students. What? Like that's ridiculous. I definitely feel like the education system really as 
as coding is becoming one of the one of the more universal languages of the world, as artificial intelligence is becoming ubiquitous, we really need to put an emphasis on these subjects and fields because sooner or later it's going to happen. It's going to happen. These things are going to, you know, take over the world and we're going to be unprepared and not ready for it. And we're damaging our youth by not preparing them for their future. So I definitely feel like, you know, every single high school, college, elementary school should have mandatory coding classes. Coding class should be a class like math or English or science. Coding should be just as important because this is the future. Same thing with artificial intelligence, machine learning, all these things because, you know, in a few years, about 20, 25 years, people's jobs are going to be taken away because artificial intelligence is going to do it faster, better, and cheaper than them. And that's why Elon Musk talks about a universal income because, you know, artificial intelligence is going to come and occur and it's going to be so widespread in daily life that it's literally going to cause massive unemployment. People are gonna lose their jobs. And we really need to educate our youth to make sure that this doesn't happen. And the time is now, now is the time. It cannot be any sooner nor later. Now is the time. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. Uh, What is the biggest uh, challenge in terms of academics that you have faced in school? Definitely, I would say that even though I got into Harvard, I wouldn't say I'm the smartest person in the room. I wouldn't say that I'm a genius. I only really thing that I could really say is I'm really hardworking. I work extremely hard. Um, I definitely feel like, you know, the excuse that I can't do this because I'm not smart. I can't do this because I'm not this, I'm not that. That should never be an excuse because I feel like hard work beats talent every single day. So I definitely believe that one challenge that I experienced was AP chemistry. And I feel like in AP chemistry, I was being, I was taking AP chemistry, which is a college level course, um, level course of chemistry at the same time of taking AP biology, which is also college level biology. And I definitely feel that even, I was definitely a bio girl. I was very, biology intrigued me. Biology was more memorization than application, whereas chemistry was the opposite. Chemist, advanced placement chemistry was application rather than memorization. You had to apply concepts. And I definitely believe that as hard as it was, I worked so hard. And I ended up getting one of a perfect score on the exam because even though I was struggling so hard, it was that the drive I had to succeed the drive I had to really be the best person I could possibly be. That's what really moved me forward. And I definitely want to motivate students across the world because the only person that is stopping you from succeeding is yourself and your mindset. Your mindset is absolutely everything. Your mind controls your body. Your mind will tell you what you can and can't do. And I definitely believe that everyone is capable of excelling in whatever they put their mind to. So I definitely believe that is something everyone should keep in mind. I couldn't agree more. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. My next question would be, uh, first of all, congratulations for getting into Harvard. Thank you. What is your advice uh, to somebody applying to Harvard? Well, one of my first things I have to definitely get out of the way is that 
there are so many kids that are absolutely qualified, absolutely amazing, amazing students, amazing people, amazing world leaders, world changers that didn't get in because the application process is extremely selective. The application process is very, very selective and it's very, very, you know, holistic. And what do I mean by holistic? I mean that just because you have a perfect score on your SAT, perfect grades, does not mean you're guaranteed to get into Harvard. Just because you did every single club your school offered doesn't mean you're gonna get into Harvard. Just because you won a extremely prestigious award doesn't really mean you're gonna get into Harvard. They look, when admission officers look at your application, they look at every single part of who you are, your recommendations, your scores, your your tests, your, um, your transcript, your activities, you know, um, your interview, your essays. Where do you live? What school do you go to? Did your school have many programs? What is your race? What is your gender? So many things come to play. And I definitely feel like a lot of students beat themselves up because they don't get into these prestigious schools. But I definitely feel that it's just so competitive and it's just so like so nitpicky. You could be the perfect applicant, but just because that somebody else had something more appealing to that university, you didn't get in. So I definitely feel that when you apply to college, keep it in mind that they look at your application holistically, meaning every little aspect of your application they look at to make up who you are as an, uh, a potential candidate for that university. So I definitely feel like what helped me get into Harvard was participating in competitive science programs over the summer. For example, two summers ago, I participated, I participated in a Brown University summer pre-college program for three weeks under the Dean Scholarship. And that was an amazing program. It was, it was residential, meaning I was on Brown University's campus. It was just phenomenal. I really wouldn't trade that experience for anything. And at the same time of getting that college life-like experience, being away from home, I was learning about something that I was passionate about, such as I was learning about bio and organic chemistry. And I was in the lab and it was just such a fun experience. And I spoke a lot about that in your essays because in your essays that you write for college, they wanna know about your experiences. What have you done? What will you do? And I shared my experiences about that. Then, um, last summer, I previously said I participated in the MIT Online Science, Technology, and Engineering Community, which is a six-month program hosted by MIT. And I definitely feel that these programs made significant difference in making me stand out as a college applicant because I was participating and not only did I just do the program, I made the most of the program. I worked my hardest, I met people, I connected, make connections, wherever you go, make connections, meet people, network, because you never know what one thing could lead to another. Uh, uh, that's right. I mean, the importance of networking these days is uh, on the rise. Like this Sochcast? Tune in for more with the Sochcast app from the Google Play Store. My last question would be, 
in india we usually have additional tuitions like after school we also have um, to go to other institutions to study what we have studied in um, the school itself so students over here usually do not get uh, time for extracurricular activities especially the stem students so what is the situation in america like uh, how to what extent uh, the stem students are involved in extracurriculars I definitely feel like in America we have so much opportunity and so much like potential to do so many things and I definitely feel like there's just so much opportunity to say that you don't have opportunity in America is ridiculous. I definitely feel like in America regardless of your race, your gender, um ethnicity, anything, ethnic background, socioeconomic background, you definitely have a opportunity to participate in all these programs. For example, I participated in a Brown University program for free for 3 weeks because I searched for the opportunity. Opportunity is always out there only if you look for it.